Hey everyone, welcome to episode 200. And as we start closing in on the beginning of our fourth year, we are grateful for all the dialogue and discussions this podcast has created and looking forward to the future. And a few new surprises are going to be announced in the next few weeks. Here's a hint. It's something that many of you have approached me about and asked, how come we don't? And I'll leave that there until we are ready to announce the rest. But I think it's going to be something that you really, really like. And oh, it's such a teaser, such a teaser. I know, I know, but I can't give it away that easy. It would just, it would, uh, it would just ruin the surprise. But on the week that we go live with our fourth year anniversary episode, there will be something new for you to look out for. That's all I'm going to say. And that's going to be, uh, it's only a couple of weeks. So we've got a little bit of work on my end to put this all together. We're going to be transferring hosting platforms and a bunch of other stuff that really won't affect you all that much. But that being said, look forward to something new in the next couple of weeks. All right. Before we begin, we are currently enjoying this closer look at the Sabbath each week. And with all the social distancing, the quarantining, you know, we have a lot of content that overall is uplifting. At times it's humorous. I mean, it is us after all, Andy, Randy, and Jeff. So we, you know, <laughs> we do laugh a little here and there. Uh, they're easy and quick to digest. And it's something that you can easily share with family, friends, neighbors. And someone sent me an email and they said, how do I know what the topic is about? I'm like, well, usually the title of the actual episode usually gives you a pretty good indication about what the topic is going to be about. And hey, you know, sometimes you just have to roll the dice and press play and see what you find. But I think, <laughs> you know, and so at the end of the day, you can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, streaming on Spotify, even iHeartRadio. I've seen a lot of people have been tuning in on iHeartRadio. Overcast, I know, is a popular one. We're starting to see some uh, traction over there. So the more places we seem to be, the more people seem to listen. So I guess we're doing something right. So on to this week, March 28th. This was last, just this last Sabbath. And what does it really mean to rest? And I thought to myself, what does it really mean to rest? Because this is something from as far back as I can remember growing up Adventist. This is something that has been an area of, oh, what contention or arguments or, you're not, you know, you're not doing it right or, you know, this kind of thing. And I resonated early on with Andy asking some questions that I really think all Sabbath keepers have had at one time or maybe they still wrestle with and have to come to terms with for themselves. He said, what is the rest we need? Is it just a physical thing, like a runner who trains hard and needs a rest? Is it more of psychological interlude, a chance to process? Is it more of a vacation rest from our occupation? Or is it more of a rest from a self-absorbed life to a shared life? Or are we complicating it beyond need? And I, it's, I mean, it's hard to speak for others. So I want to ask you, Andy, on your feelings and what you believe the answer is to this question for yourself personally. Well, I, yeah, I just really believe that if, when you think about the, just the word rest, um, it's going to be different depending on what you do the other six days. Yeah. Um, if, if you're a, a brain worker and you're maybe teaching university class or you're doing research and you're, you're plopped in a chair in front of a screen or in a library or digging through research materials – wrestling with ideas, um, that kind of thing all week, then probably 
reading, maybe even lectures, uh, going to a class may not be real restful for you. It may <laughs> it, you may need to be a little more active to get the best rest you need. Sure. Whereas if you are if, if you're a you know if you're a lumberjack, <laughs> a nap might be the right thing for you. Uh, some some still time. Sure. But I think rest is really. But we have to we have to even even though there's a variety of different kinds of rest based upon what we do the other six days. I think the rest that God calls us to probably has maybe some more we, – we've oftentimes just related to the physical rest. Sure, yeah. And I think it probably for the Christian today um, is really laying back in the salvific work of Jesus Christ on our behalf to be able to just just hammock in his grace. <laughs> Are those the only principles or maybe best practices, the things you just talked about, that we can, I don't know, kind of universally apply or like to everyone? Or is this simply too personal? I mean, a two-way relationship with each of us and God. Because I personally have so many thoughts that continually shift as I've grown older, growing up in a culture, uh, you know, hard and fast legalism to the current culture here at the Whole Life Church where we have, you know, grace and love. I'm not sure I can craft my Sabbath principles. I, I thought about it since the message, and the closest I came was this past Saturday. My dad and I rode about 175 miles on the Harleys on Saturday afternoon, enjoyed blue skies, gorgeous lakes, the you know the Atlantic Ocean, mm. canopy covered. I, I can, I, yeah, certainly rest. Yeah, certainly rest. <laughs> you know, canopy covered routes, the road less traveled. I mean, it was restful and it was replenishing for me, and it all spoke of the wonder of creation and nature and God, but. I mean, that to someone else might be, man, I, I, well, could, I could never the, do that. It, it absolutely, just to being on the back of a Harley for some would be terrifying for that. They would not, <laughs> they would not be restful at all. It'd be, it'd be a nervous, absolutely nervous wreck. Yeah, that's probably from, true, uh, too. <laughs> so it really, that's why, that's why there is a lot of, there's a lot of individual um, perspective, so to speak. Yeah. That makes a difference in how we, how we relate to Sabbath. Well, and, and I like you quoted Barbara Brown Taylor, which I we've done a lot of this year, and I'm always intrigued. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to buy one of these books because – Oh, buy one of them. I've got them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, I've got them all. But, you know, in saying this about her Sabbath observance, she said, I've made a practice of saying no for one whole day a week to work, to commerce, to the internet, to the car, to the voice in my head that is forever whispering more. One day each week, more God is the only thing on my list. And then you went on to say she wisely doesn't turn this into a resting rule to impose on others. It is simply her practice. Now, I can hear someone in the back saying, but Andy, don't we have to stand for something? I mean, isn't something as precious and biblical from the beginning of time where something, you know, that we can define and that we can apply some rules to to be sure we don't mess it up? I mean, right? It's the Sabbath. Well, there... <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the rules really actually helped help help the Sabbath be kept better. <laughs> the intention, was, I think, most of the rules around Sabbath were, were have good intentions on them. Sure, but the execution, um, pretty much across the board, was sort of sad. Wait, you're saying we're not good at executing the, our plan? Is that, is that, is that what well, you're saying? I, I'm, I'm thinking about the rules that came with the you know the first big Sabbatarian. Pharisees and scribes, and uh, you know, it, we just we just haven't been really good at 
I mean, the intention was to, if you don't get near the edge, you won't go over. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I don't know if I've heard someone put it exactly that way before, but that's good. Well, that's how that's really what the rules were about. The all the additional laws that were added on were basically to protect us from getting too close to the edge. Don't get near the edge; you won't fall over. But Sabbath rest is really so much richer than that. Um, Well, and the edge is different for everybody, right? Well, that's that's it, and the, not only that, but there's it's all about the, being being in the relationship and being having that having the if you, if you read Hebrews about the Sabbath, which we were we're gonna we were gonna do this week, we're shifting gears because of our pandemic and going a little different direction now. But the reality is, is that this week was going to be about relationship versus religion, okay? And that's really a, a big piece of it. If we have a relationship with Christ and we rest in Him, uh, it just changes the whole aspect about Twitter painting too much about exactly what's happening activity-wise on on Sabbath. And now I'm probably going to be in trouble with somebody, I'm sure. <laughs> well, th- you know, I was just thinking about maybe is the inverse maybe true also if there's not really – if there's a different edge for everyone. Was the Sabbath created in your mind – I mean, do you picture God sitting there at the end of creation and he's resting? And this is where we find the the first Sabbath. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's not tied uh-huh. to the introduction into Jewish culture after the Exodus. And this was at creation. Do you picture God just sitting there going, all right, let's see, we're going to rest. But here's what rest looks like to me. And I mean, God knows the beginning from the end. So he's looking out into the future. He's looking at us today, you know, sitting here with the coronavirus and we're all – you know, sitting here with a lot of extra time on our hands. Maybe the Sabbath doesn't seem quite so special because of that, because we have all week to do this for many. Did the rules change for God? Did he set down a set of rules, do you think, and even in his own mind about what would keep it holy? What does rest for, look like? And it, everyone fits in that same model. Or just like the way he created us, is it something that's fluid and that works as he is in relationship with each of us? I think it has to be uh, in relationship with each of us. I mean, certainly there's some principles. The Bible is quite clear about the commandment about you know not working on Sabbath and today's rest, and and there's all, all that is definitely definitely is part of the story. Sure. But it's interesting. We we have put a lot of things onto the Sabbath that you can't find in the commandment or and even. Maybe even in scripture directly. So it seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem. It is. <laughs> it, no, it is. It is. Well, yeah. I, I just feel like this is such a this is such a divisive issue, even amongst Adventists, and I, I'm assuming that maybe in other like uh, Seventh Day Baptists or you know. Other- well, it, it's not just that, but I mean, if you if you go back into early American history, it has had that same challenge all the way through in, in relationship to the way Sunday was practiced. So we, we have it all tied to Sabbath as if, you know, on, on being on Saturday and we get all tied up in the, and which, which is the right day and all that kind of thing. And, but all the, but the elements about how to rest on the Sabbath are, are the same. In Barbara Brown Taylor's book that I quoted from, and it, she, uh, she talks about how she called it, keep the Sabbath boring when she was a child, because all of them couldn't do on Sunday. Right, and so this it's the same principles apply when we try to move something that's supposed to be relational 
it's supposed to be a blessing into a law. Um, and think of it law-wise as opposed to even in the Ten Commandments, the verses you have to do this. It's really this is the way people who are freed slaves and understand the salvation that God brings them. This is this is what they do. They remember the Sabbath, and it's important for them to rest. They That's just part of who you are. Yeah. Well, and as good as that first Barbara Brown Taylor quote was, the follow-up really gave us something to think on. I mean, I think this is regardless of where you may find yourself on the Sabbath and all the intricacies that you know you feel like applies to your situation. She said, I know that saying no is a more difficult spiritual practice than tithing, praying on a cold stone floor, or visiting a prisoner on death row. Because while all of those worthy activities may involve saying no to something else so that I can do them instead, they still amount to doing more instead of less. Limiting my activity does not help me feel holy. Doing more feels holy, which is why I stay so intrigued by the fourth commandment. And that really puts a different face on the Sabbath because, I mean, think of Jesus's time here on earth and his continuous run-ins with the spiritual rulers of his day. And then consider this Taylor's insight that doing more feels holy. Maybe we're supposed to be continually being intrigued by the Sabbath and never stop finding ways to rest and, and worship God Whatever that looks like, whether it's doing more or doing less or finding that rhythm for us, right? Right. And, and I've always thought of Sabbath rest as a ceasing from self-advancement. Mm. Um, I like that. That all, all all through the week, we're appropriately trying to self-advance for the care of our family, to take, make sure that we can do what needs to be done for the people in our community, and blah, 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 blah. Right. And then on Sabbath, to not be pushing a ball forward. Um, that all the recognizing that all the all the balls get pushed forward truly by God. We may think that it's in our hands to do it for ourselves, but being able to rest in His work and His completed work. And so I even think about some of the great Sabbath convocations I've been to uh, within our denomination of like camp meetings and uh, big events. And sometimes I've watched my pastor friends quite engaged on Sabbath and self-advancement. <laughs> sure. And so, you know, to, to recognize, no, 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 even even in the spiritual realm, to where we can to just uh, cease and say no and and be still. It's uh, it's hard to, hard to have too much of that in our lives. Um, now, it's interesting right now in our COVID world <laughs> to be able to, to you know, we're, we're finding ourselves at least still in the sense of not going as much. Uh, the roads are abandoned and our cars are sitting in the driveway more. And all of a sudden that, that being still uh, can make us a little stir crazy at first. And there's actually a, I, I read whole articles about a Sabbath psychosis, whether it's, whether it's on the Saturday Sabbath or a person taking Sunday as their Sabbath, but all, when you really truly decide to cease and desist for the, for 24 hours from normal uh, advancing of life that you almost think a little, little depression come in and like, you know, do I have any value? Am I worth anything? And is any, is anything, um, how do I even cope kind of thing? Yeah. So it's, it's a really, a, it's different, it's different than we maybe are used to because we're just, we, we go pretty hard. Most of us, most of the time. Well, and that was my kind of my final question was in our current state of like what you just mentioned, the Sabbath may really feel, and I, 
you know, even more like just another day because it's, well, what did I do yesterday? I got up, I ate breakfast, you know, and I mean, a lot of us are still working from home. And so, you know, it may not feel completely that way, but to some who, you know, they don't have the ability to, or their job requires them to be present and accounted for in order to be working, you know, someone like that, that's just here and you're at home and there's really nothing to do. You're Netflixing the craziness out of everything you can find. You're reading. You're caught up on all your books. You're, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you, you know, clean out all your closets. And he, your drawers are all organized. Yeah, the trash <laughs> man. The trash man hates your well, your house because every every week there's been more and more trash. You know, but you know, I, I'm I see people just saying like this is even more stressful. It's just another day to reflect on how broke I am, money wise, mental, you know, mentally, spiritually. And that's that's really an important thing. I think I think the, if we can use this time to remind us that we don't take care of ourselves, right. that we are all broken, that there is a bankruptcy, there is a there is a, a spiritual bankruptcy on our own, that God has filled the account to the full, and then how how to take a Sabbath right now, and step into faith that God is going to see us through. And step into peace that passes all understanding because he's in charge. These are challenging Sabbaths to take because people that are are worrying about economics uh, or or who have been infected with the virus and are home recuperating, you know, worried that they may need to go to the hospital. There's all kinds of aspects that make it tough to be able to step back and say, I'm going to cast all my care on him because he's the one who cares for me. Right. I'm going to rest in his divine assurance. And there's a great parable that Parker Palmer tells about an angel who's disgusted with God because he won't let the harvests all come, you know, great. Sometimes there's famine or there's pestilence that, that make the harvest not as good for the wheat. And so God allows this angel to be in charge for a year. And the harvest is amazing. I mean, it's plentiful out the wazoo. They just, they just don't want to put it, want to put it all. When they begin to grind that wheat into flour to make bread, it's like it's clay, you know, like sand, like powdery clay, and it makes it doesn't make good bread at all. And the the lesson is is that it's the struggles and the trials and the rainstorms and the wind and the challenging uh, environment that causes the wheat sustenance to to be nourishing. So in the same way, right now we can't see tomorrow. All we can see is right in front of us. Yeah. And whether this, whether we're out of this thing at the end of April or the end of May or at the end of June or who knows when, we can't see that, and we don't we don't understand how this affects other things in our world. All we can see is what we're messed in. But to have the bigger picture that we will be stronger, we will be better. God can use us in new ways because we pass through this journey. Is is part of is part of sabbathing it as well. It's 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 to, it's to really be able to step back and and really rest in who God is and what he accomplishes, what he does. That's a good way to look at it. I mean, if you think about what might be in the future, there may be cause for some excitement. There could be some cause for positivity that, you know, maybe at the end of this, God is bringing you into something that you've been praying for, but you never had an idea of how in the world this might actually get there because there didn't seem to be a path. Maybe this path somehow through all of this is what's going to take you there. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing some of that even yeah, at my house and in, in projects that, you know, we've been looking to work on and to do. 
And all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have some time to do it. Let's get these done and see what God does with them. And the other thing that's really fascinating right now is that uh, I didn't, I haven't looked it up to see if it's all, it's actually true, but it feels like sort of wars have stopped. You know? Yeah, a lot of just, LA, you can see the blue so, sky in LA for three weeks. So in a many row. things are on on hold right now. And maybe maybe as we step from this into our whatever is our next new norm, normalcy, to be able to recognize that we're all a lot more alike than we thought we were. Yeah. Uh, the the COVID is not a respecter of persons and that we have this we have this humanity in common. How do how do we be how do we be good at being human in our world and with each other? And how do we have this respect for each other? And could this create greater sympathies and tolerances with one another? Uh, we, we, we just don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the, the, I'm sure our enemy wants to use it for evil and wants the only bad to come from it. Sure. But uh, we can redeem even this, I believe. That's great. Well, I, that's great. I w- I'm, thank you for that extended answer because I think at the end of the day from, you know, you just looking on social media and even talking to friends when you give them a call and you can – kind of hear the desperation or at least the um, kind of the negative outlook. And, you know, there's so much barraging of news and reports and, you know, different things that you hear here and you think, oh, well, that's how it works. And then you listen to somebody else and know this is how it works. And I'm a medical professional and I, I, you know, I listen to this news or this news and it all just becomes noise. And at the end of the day, I was hoping we could, you know, give somebody some really some hope that they can lean into each day, but also this upcoming Sabbath to just really lean into it and trust God to take that rest and just not worry about this. I know it's really super hard to do, but I think we can do it when we give it to him. Yeah, this week we're going to leave our our Sabbath series behind and spend this week before Easter uh, just sort of looking at who God is and how he's there for us and how he's he's not to be trite. He's got the whole world in his hands kind of thing. He's a He's got this, and we can we can lean into him, and we'll be talking a little about that this weekend. And maybe as you know, globally, maybe that picture that you can see in your head right now, if you picture the the hands of Jesus and the the globe in it, you know, maybe it's never meant more than than right now, as far as a comfort, you know, something to look at and to realize and to put your faith into. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, this week, one of our FHC – oh, boy, that was a <laughs> – That's all right. That's all right. I got you. I'm with you. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I think you mean whole life. Yeah, I think I mean a whole life takeaways. All right, this week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, what do you think about Sabbath's role to remind us that we are worth more than what we can produce? And I've never thought about Sabbath quite this way before, but what a comfort and what a view of God to truly rest in. How often have you mm-hmm. felt like Sabbath is a, a dropping point, a tipping point of sorts that demands complete rest, actual sleep, just to face the week ahead, just to get up on Sunday morning? How much more refreshing and endearing to our hearts and souls than to see it as a as our value to the Creator who cherishes us over everything and anything we could ever produce or be? This is how I want to look forward to and refresh my view of me each and every Sabbath moving forward. And by the way, there were 10 additional Whole Life Takeaways this week that you can find online, and you can find them in our mobile app. They were all excellent. They were all things that if you have a little extra time, which I think most of us do, they are worth your time to take a look at. So what about you? Does this idea of our worth being more than we can produce make you as grateful as it does to me? 
As always, we'll take your questions, answers, comments on something we said, didn't say, how you feel about the subject at hand here. You can leave us your insights by voicemail or text at 407-965-1607 or email podcast at wholelife.church. And our final thoughts this week are from the closing to Andy's message. He read a familiar section of scripture that Eugene Peterson's message version translates Jesus' words in this way. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I think those unforced rhythms of grace include six beats of work and one of rest. That was really good, Andy. Learn the unforced (laughs) rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Freely and lightly. Right now, that sounds really, really appealing to me. I'm not sure about everyone else, but I'm assuming that's (laughs) going to be a positive. So this past week was the end of the Sabbath series. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to just in light of the reality of what we're facing right now and uh, have a little more of a, a little more conversational and um, okay. we'll see what happens. <laughs> so a little more conversational. Well, this, oh, I'm intrigued because maybe we could do something fun next week and actually maybe uh, do something live on the Facebook. Maybe if we get some questions and answers or at least some questions, we can have some dialogue and maybe we can do something that way. That'd be kind of fun. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you have questions or comments and maybe even about what we've talked about with the Sabbath and what's going to upcome this week on the new message that we're going to be talking about, if we get some feedback, maybe we'll consider doing something live or we'll do a Zoom and invite as many as we can. Probably Facebook Live would be easier, and then we can all comment and uh, join in on the fun next week, and we could do that even separate from the podcast if we had enough interest. So. or podcast at wholelife.church and send in questions or comments and let's see what we get. Maybe we have enough to just hang out for a half an hour or so. So that's going to do it for this week. Next Wednesday, it'll be episode 201. Remember to wash your hands, engage in social distancing, and enjoy some Sabbath rest this week. Thanks for listening and have a great week.